Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, the 312th day of the year. Some quick math will tell you that we have 53 days to go. And today is National STEM Day, a very important day dedicated to encouraging students to explore and pursue the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM. It's also National Cappuccino Day, also a very important day. And honestly, I wish I was drinking a cappuccino right now instead of my regular coffee. And you'll need plenty of cappuccino or cappuccinos to help you with all the homework that you'll have as a STEM student, right? And by the way, if you're a new listener to the Newsmax Daily, welcome aboard. In the headlines, the U.S. House voted late last night to censure Democrat Rashida Tlaib for comments she made about Israel. She is the only Palestinian-American in Congress, as you may know. 22 Democrats joined most of the Republicans in the vote to censure her based on a variety of comments that she made. The House also approved a bill to slash Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's salary to $1. The measure was introduced by Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. Likely, you know, just a symbolic measure, but Greene said Pothole Pete faked bike rides to the White House and used taxpayer funds for private jets on personal trips. That's part of her post on X from Tuesday. And yesterday's election results are, of course, big news today and showing, in case you didn't already know, that abortion is going to play a big role in next year's elections, and I'll recap some of the highlights in a moment. But the most important and most sobering headline that you will see today is that Gaza's death toll has topped 10,000. 10,328 people, to be exact, as inaccurate as that number probably is, have been killed, according to the Times of Gaza, and several other more credible outlets are reporting similar numbers. 4,000, roughly, of the 10,000-plus are reportedly children. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has wrapped up the two-day G7 summit in Japan. We had in-depth discussions about the steps that we are taking to address urgent needs on the ground. Uh, We all agreed that humanitarian pauses would advance key objectives to protect Palestinian civilians, to increase the sustained flow of humanitarian assistance, to allow our citizens and foreign nationals to exit, and to facilitate the release of hostages. So now they basically have the whole international community, or at least Japan, calling for a pause. But Blinken did say this. Those calling for an immediate ceasefire have an obligation to explain how to address the unacceptable result it would likely bring about. Hamas left in place with more than 200 hostages with the capacity and stated intent to repeat October 7th again and again and again. Secretary of State Blinken speaking overnight in Japan. Let's go to Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America, who spoke with Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Joining us now for more Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn. Senator, great to have you on this morning. Um, so I want to talk about this leaked memo. The State Department apparently furious over President Biden's Middle East policies, saying that he should support a ceasefire and be more vocally critical of Israel. And I'm wondering if the president can't control his own people, what does that say about how he's handling everything else? Well, what it tells us is that you have quite a few leftists that are over there in the State Department who seem to be unable to know the difference between a U.S. government-recognized 
terrorist group, which is Hamas, and our greatest ally in the Middle East, which is Israel. And Rob, there is no moral equivalency here. And it is astounding that there are people that are making decisions that are in this bureaucracy that would favor a recognized terrorist organization carrying out attacks in Israel against Israelis in their homes, killing 1,400 of them, American lives lost, Americans taken hostage, Mm -hmm. and they're going to support these people? That should be stunningly horrible to all Americans. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn on Wake Up America. And I'll give you more on the Middle East and Biden from Greg Kelly coming up later on. First, let's get a quick recap of Tuesday's elections. Starting off in Virginia, Republican Governor Glenn Youngkin was reelected, but Democrats did regain control of the state's General Assembly, something they're really celebrating today. Mississippi Republican Governor Tate Reeves also reelected over Elvis's cousin. Elvis's cousin has left the building. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear, a Democrat who campaigned on abortion rights, won re-election over his Republican challenger Daniel Cameron in the conservative state that Donald Trump won by 26 points. In Ohio, another conservative state, voters approved a constitutional amendment that protects access to abortion. And a Democrat won an open seat on Pennsylvania's Supreme Court as a defender of abortion rights. The other big story, as I said yesterday, that you won't hear that much about, the special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation, David Weiss, testified to the House Oversight Committee yesterday. We get some legal perspective with Newsmax host Greta Van Susteren, who you likely know is a seasoned attorney. Prosecutor Joe Marino joins me. Joe. Do you think this is weird? If Joe Biden had said, get me someone who will spend years conducting something that looks like a legitimate investigation, but in fact stonewalls, sabotages, and does everything he could to to basically defend the people he's supposed to be investigating, that would be David Weiss. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. What does he get out of this? I mean, to me, it looks like I, you know, I I don't want to be on kind, but it's either, I mean, it's at best, it looks stupid. Well, I mean, (laughs) if he really did have unfettered prosecutorial discretion for the last five years, right? It basically special counsel in in all but name. Well, then why did he need to get special counsel, you know, recognition just two months ago? I mean, if he already had that ability. But that's for almost the additional charges. I mean, there was was nothing to prevent him last October when he said, oh, you know, we're not going to do anything. There was, there was no, there was nothing to prevent him from doing it then. Yeah, no, that's right. Look, I mean, we, there are so many reasons to, to question what he's been doing. Here's one example. September of last year, right, IRS investigators finally get authorization to interview Jim Biden, right, the president's brother. And they are told, you cannot ask anything about the president's knowledge or involvement in these issues. Why? You would why? Ne- I mean, why? I mean, why? That's, that's you why. You would never tell your investigators to, to have topics that are off limits. It's absurd. That's former federal prosecutor Joe Marino on the special counsel's investigation into Hunter Biden.
It's a farce. I mean, it's an insult to our collective intelligence. Joe Biden just might as well shut this down and pardon his son, because that's where this is headed. And, and basically, it's all but name only. So, yeah, I mean... But there are so many weird things. I mean, there's another thing. With, I, I, I saw some checks where uh, Jim Biden's wife withdrew, I think, $50,000 in the morning. It says cash. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this is from the Oversight Committee. And then later in the afternoon, she deposits it in, an, in another account, a person. It went from a business to a person. I'm thinking to myself, who walks around with $50,000 in cash? You know, if you're at the bank withdrawing the $50,000, you're going to put it into another account, you do it right then. I mean, unless the Oversight Committee's got, you know... Uh, phony facts or fake well, news. I mean, to that point, the, all this talk about gun charges, that's small potatoes. I mean, the whole point is that Hunter Biden was the conduit which threw millions of dollars from foreign sources from Ukraine and China flowed to the Biden family. And so the fact that he couldn't even keep a gun charge deal well, together. Uh, I, and can I, he wrote this line. The thing that drove me nuts is that he, he said in this op-ed in the USA Today, he said it was an unloaded gun. It doesn't even matter if it's unloaded or not. I mean, there's all these sort of like, you know, things that get injected in this that just are diversion. But anyway... Greta Van Susteren with former federal prosecutor Joe Moreno. Catch the record with Greta weeknights at 6 o'clock Eastern. And Congressman Jim Jordan, chair of the House Judiciary Committee, spoke about the investigation into all of the Bidens with Eric Bowling. So Shapley and Ziegler say David Weiss slow walked the investigation. They also... I don't know if they did, but we also believe that there was some sort of sweetheart deal that blew up because it was they were looking for a yeah. blanket amnesty going forward, and the judge was smart enough to say, "Hold on." But sir, uh, didn't didn't um, Hunter get excused of one of the more uh, pressing crimes he was he was uh, I guess charged with uh, the, the gun charge? Well, we, we, yeah, that that that's true. But um, I think the bigger takeaway, uh, Eric, is that. They let the statute, Mr. Weiss and his investigation, they let the statute of limitations lapse for tax years 2014, 2015. Those were the years when Hunter Biden was getting the, uh, the, the income from Burisma. I mean, lots of money, millions of dollars that he never paid, ta that no, no, never paid taxes on. And they just let that expire. They just let that, that statute of limitations run. Um, that makes no sense to me other than it, this was the money from Burisma. And of course, Burisma, that links you to Vice President Joe Biden, because he's the guy who went over there, got the prosecutor fired, who was looking into the company when Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. So I think that's interesting, too. Now, David Weiss didn't get into all that because the, the, the scope of what our, our deposition was, our, our interview was today, was largely on his authority, what authority he had and what authority he didn't have. But I do find that interesting. I do, too. Uh, uh, James, Congressman James Comer is going to be on the show tomorrow night. He's promised some subpoenas going out very soon. And maybe yeah. some of this will have overlap with judiciary, yes? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to be, I, I mean, I, the plan is for us to help with those those depositions when they happen. Good. But we need to talk to Hunter Biden. We need to talk to James Biden. We need to talk to people who bought his artwork. We need to talk to the guy who paid Hunter Biden's tax bill. There was a guy just, you know, out of the blue comes and Shazam, I'm going to pay his I'm going to pay his tax liability. Uh, we need to talk to that guy. So there's a number of people that we want to um, we want to bring in for depositions, and we're yeah. going to do that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Hunter uh, sent him a painting or two, and you know, let's call it yeah, even a couple million yeah. bucks. Let's call it even. Eric Bowling with Chairman Jim Jordan of the House Judiciary Committee in New York. Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka Trump is in court today, testifying in the fraud trial against her father and the family's business empire. Her brother Eric Trump, the executive VP of the Trump Organization, who testified last week, spoke with Carl Higby. 
We have an unbelievable company. We have some of the greatest assets anywhere in the world. We have never missed a payment. We have never defaulted on a note. We've never gotten so much as a default notice. Mm-hmm. We've never broken a loan covenant. And every single one of our lenders has gone out and testified that we're one of the greatest borrowers they've ever had. We, we go out, we buy trophy properties, we put a tremendous amount of our own equity into it. We've never had a default. We've never breached a covenant in any loan document. We are amazing borrowers. And you have an attorney general in New York who literally values Mar-a-Lago, which is one of the most expensive properties in the world, at $18 million. I mean, that's what we're up against right now. People see it as a sham. They see what's happening in the courtroom. My father's being told not to talk. You know, I don't care about your opinion. I don't want to hear your opinion. And, And people understand exactly what this is. And What's really interesting, Carl, is they never go to Republican areas to do this. Why is it right. that the the deepest, darkest blue areas, you know, are, are always the places that go after Donald Trump? And, yeah. you know, does it ever feel like sometimes these people are being handpicked to, to persecute my father? I mean, mm-hmm. it certainly does to me. It, it's not coincidence after the 97th time, and, and that's what they're doing here. But what they don't realize is there's thousands of employees that I have. These are great, hardworking New Yorkers, and... And literally, I have people calling me at night saying, hey, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to have a job in two weeks? And it, yep. you know, it, the games that these people are playing for political reasons, are, it, it's, it's horrible. They're, they're unthinkable, and it's frankly un-American. Yeah. Well, you know, it was actually Maggie Haberman was was even surprised by your dad's testimony, claiming that she didn't expect him to take any ownership and was surprised that he didn't distance himself. And look, you guys distance yourself to some extent because obviously, you know, you were telling exactly what your involvement was at certain times, dating back sometimes 10, 20 years. Um, you know, this was this is a chance for your father to really kind of get on stand, talk about what the real stuff was. And he was blocked from saying that, what does this say to judges everywhere in America who are watching the public pressure on this judge and saying, I don't want to turn out like that guy? Do you think this is going to influence the judicial system based on public opinion for the first time, I think, ever? I mean, I, oh, Carl, I think all you want them to do is be honest. Be, it's under any other court and any other judge, this thing would have been thrown out in day one. You know why? Because there's no victims. In fact, the very people that they're claiming are victims are testifying on the stand saying that we're, again, one of the best lenders they've ever had. I mean, Deutsche Bank, for instance, testified that they made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars off of Trump. That is Eric Trump, executive vice president of the Trump Organization, on Frontline with Carl Higby yesterday. A fantastic must-watch Newsmax program. Deutsche Bank, one of the biggest banks in the world, testified, according to Eric Trump, that they made hundreds of millions of dollars from loans and projects they funded with the Trump organization. You don't hear all the news organizations talking about that, do you? Look, I said this weeks ago, and maybe you didn't hear it because you weren't listening weeks ago, but I used to live in Palm Beach County, Florida. I'm pretty familiar with the island of Palm Beach. Yes, it's an island. Go on Zillow, Redfin, Google, whatever. And look up some properties for sale on Palm Beach. Homes. They're beautiful mansions, yes, but a fraction of the size and a fraction of the land of Mar-a-Lago. Selling for 15, 20, 30, 40 million dollars. Mar-a-Lago is a huge oceanfront resort with acres of land. This whole thing about it being valued at $18 million or even $28, $38 million, it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Ludicrous, in fact, couldn't even afford to buy it. If you missed Greg Kelly reports last night, 
Hang on, you'll want to hear this first. A word from our sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As a radio host and news reporter, I spent many years waking up in the middle of the night to go to work. I went from going to bed at 2, 3 a.m. to having to wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. And a lot of times, I would try and trick myself or my brain that I could sleep for 2 or 3 hours and everything's going to be okay. I could stay up to midnight for the end of a movie or a game and everything would be fine, right? I could go out with my friends and drink no less and everything was going to be okay. I'm sure you've experienced something like this at some point in your life, right? When you knew what you should do, you knew what the right thing to do was, but you just couldn't do it. Like your brain keeps getting in the way. Or when you try to go to sleep, but your mind just keeps on working because there's so much stuff up there, right? There's just so much to deal with. Whatever you may be dealing with, or maybe you don't want to deal with it, or you can't deal with it. If you're thinking about therapy, you may want to give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, which makes it super convenient. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire, and you get matched up with a licensed therapist therapist that's right for you. So stop doing whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Newsmax today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Newsmax. Continuing our news coverage, as I mentioned, if you missed the Greg Kelly show last night, you missed a good one. The people always get it. We always do. They've tried. Oh, boy. With the indictments, the investigations, the impeachments. And still, he is on fire. Actually, all the adversity has made Donald Trump stronger. We can all see it. Our allies can see it. Our adversaries can see it. He's strong. Joe Biden is weak. Their president, he projected strength, Donald Trump. Joe Biden is projecting weakness, and we can all see it night and day, and it's putting us at serious risk. These men on the presidential stage, who's strong and who's weak? What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. What's the message to Iran? Don't. By removing Soleimani, we have sent a powerful message to terrorists. If you value your own life, you will not threaten the lives of our people. To anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region, don't do it. It was China's fault. And China is going to pay a big price what they've done to this country. China is going to pay a big price what they've done to the world. This was China's fault. And just remember that. It's amazing that the don't word is not working, right? Don't, don't, don't do it. I have received more stern warnings from uh, a substitute teacher who I never listened to in the fourth grade. Uh, Don't is not cutting it. We lost in Afghanistan because we have a weak leader, right? Everybody can see it. This reset the world. Ukraine, we invited Putin basically to invade Ukraine. 62% of Americans believe Ukraine would not have been invaded by Putin if President Trump were still in office. And Hamas, 
Most common sense observers of the world believe that this would not have happened with President Trump in the White House. So the weakness, where is it coming from? Well, obviously, Joe Biden is weak, but also this, you know, our our adversaries pick up on it when the leader of a country talks bad and down about that country. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. And white supremacists will not have the last word. And this venom and violence cannot be the story of our time. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. According to the United States intelligence community, domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison running through. It really is. Two white supremacists arrested in America in 2019. Two. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. And that was Greg essentially leading into a long segment talking about the released Nashville Manifesto, which started to become a big story yesterday. You're likely to hear more about that today and tonight. After working about an hour and a half a day for the last two days, President Biden has nothing on his calendar today, a day of rest after the last two exhausting days. And don't forget, tonight is the third Republican presidential primary debate. It's in Miami, five candidates down from the initial 13 that we had in the beginning. DeSantis in his home state, Nikki Haley, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy rounding it out. Be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax, available on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Spectrum, Fios, Verizon, Cox Cable, many others, then you have Newsmax. And don't forget to sign up for the all-new Newsmax Plus. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's Newsmax, P-L-U-S. NewsmaxPlus.com and get a free trial. It includes all your favorite Newsmax shows, Eric Bowling, Greta, Carl Higby, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Wake Up America, and others, and analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Senator Ted Cruz, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and more. NewsmaxPlus.com. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.